Hello and welcome back to the TTPA, Tatani Talks Perkei Avos, this year where we talk a Mishnah of Perkei Avos per day with sagely commentary and practical advice to say we're looking at Season 5 with the commentary of the Svaro and the notes of Rabbi Pelkovis. Chapter 5, Mishnah 5, Paragraph 5, Parak Hey, Mishnah Hey, how cool is that? Season 5, Chapter 5, Mishnah 5, 5, 5, 5. How cool are we involved in 5 and 5 plus 5 equals 10, which is the number we're talking about right now in this parak. 10. 10 miracles done for us in the Beis HaMikdash. There were 10 miracles performed for our ancestors in the Beis HaMikdash in the Holy Temple. No woman miscarried because of the aroma of the sacrificial meat. The commentators point out that if this lady who was expecting had such a desire for meat, but couldn't have that desire fulfilled, God forbid it could have a negative effect on the baby or God forbid on the pregnancy. So no woman ever had that happen to her. The sacrificial meat never became putrid. They didn't have refrigerators. They didn't have ice boxes back then. They only had salt and different methods to try to keep it good. But the sacrificial meat never became putrid. Never went sour. Never went spoilage. And a fly was never seen in the place where meat was butchered. You know, nowadays in the summer and the spring, you could have one piece of food out of your garbage. You could have a hundred flies. Kavachomer, you would think, in the base of Midrash, with so much meat, so much meat, there would be thousands of flies. Nope. Hashem made it that there was never a fly seen in the place where the meat was butchered in the base of Midrash. Fascinating. And the Kohen Gadol never had an omission on the night of Yom Kippur, on Yom Kippur night, so that he wouldn't be disqualified because of such a thing. The rains did not extinguish the pyre, the fire on the altar pyre. You know, the base of Megdash had some areas that were under the sky. It could have easily blown out. It could have easily been taken away if there were rains, but Hashem made it that that did not happen. The fire stayed on the Mizbeach. And the wind, there could have been powerful winds, but the wind did not disperse the vertical column of the smoke from the Mizbeach. It stayed straight up, straight up to Hashem. There was never a disqualification found in the Omer. Or the Shteyalechem, the two loaves that were replaced every Friday and were still warm when they came off also. They would stand crowded together at the base of the But when they bowed down, when they prostrated themselves, they had ample space. They had so much room. There was never a serpent or a scorpion found in Yerushalayim. And it didn't cause injury in Yerushalayim if it was found. A person never said to his fellow, It is difficult for me to stay in Yerushalayim. There's no space. It's insufficient amount of room for me in Yerushalayim. A person did not say this. So these are ten miracles that were said and done about in the base of Migdash. Of course, in our lives, all we have to do is look for the miracles in our life, in our daily life. Hashem is always present. Hashem is always there. He has has the miracles for us, we just have to look for it. We just have to see it, and we just have to understand that it is ever-present in our life. The Sforno points out, these miracles were performed during the Second Temple period as well, even though the status of B'nai Yisrael was imperfect at the time. The heart was not constant with him, as Talim points out. The Tana tells us that nonetheless, nevertheless, Hashem's kindness and chesed was not removed from us. As long as his holy temple stood in his holy city, even with a lot of stuff going about and around, Hashem still performed the miracles which defied the laws of nature. 
The notes point out that the Svarno in the commentary on Tehillim, which he quotes here, says that sometimes people profess repentance for having committed a sin, but they do not make a sincere resolution to never again repeat it. He states this was true of the Jewish people during this period of the Second Temple. As a consequence, they did not merit to have the Holy Ark with its cover and Keruvim, the Urm Vitumim, the Holy Spirit, or the Heavenly Fire, which would descend upon the Mizbeach, as we're told in Yuma 21. Nonetheless, the ten miracles enumerated in this Mishnah did take place in that era, a fact which demonstrates the loving kindness, the Chesed of Hashem, the Hava of Hashem, as well as the power of the Beis HaMikdash in the holy city to suspend the laws of nature. Think about in your life what Hashem does to suspend nature, giving you life, letting you breathe, letting you see, letting you hear, letting you taste, letting you touch and be involved in different things in your life. Life itself is a miracle. Having children, if your Zolcha is a miracle. Having a spouse, if your Zolcha is a miracle. Having a house and a car and a job, all miracles. Weather and nature, quote unquote, is all from Hashem, all miracles. Remember our existence, our life is miraculous in nature. We could think of 10 things and 100 things Hashem does for us on a daily basis that are miraculous in nature. And as the Mishnah points out to us, what happened in Beis HaMikdash, we should be so zocha, it comes again, from here be made of today. Think about miracles in your own life. If we could recognize and understand the hashkacha of Hashem, the influence of Hashem, and how Hashem helps us, maybe we'll finally be zocha to have the third Beis HaMikdash, which will stay forever, hopefully, speedily in our days, and may that day, in fact, be today. Join us next time as we talk 10 things created on Shabbos Eve here on the TTPA. And I'm your host, Tani.